0: Is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790 965 FM in
1: Bellingham and KGMI.com. Oh, hello, hello. It is Thursday afternoon and we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464 is our phone number, our open open lines program here on KGMI, our community bulletin board. What have you? That's what our show's all about, is you, as the voice guy said. So uh, give us a call, 360-676-5464. I wanted to let you know, and earlier this week, we had the two candidates for the state Senate seat in the 42nd District on our program for a debate, and uh, that is posted at our website under KGMI Connects Podcasts. And then on Monday, we'll uh, focus on the uh, one of the 42nd District House Races, Alicia Rule and Tasha Dykstra-Thompson will be our guests. And then next Thursday, a week from today, we'll hear from uh, Joe Timmons and Dan Johnson, the candidates running for the other position there in the 42nd District. Same kind of format. Well, we're just to ask the questions and let them respond and let you make up your mind as a voter and help you be more informed as a voter. It's the least we could do. So I hope you'll join us then, and I hope you'll stick around this hour and uh, and give us a call and let us know what is on your mind and lots to discuss. And, uh, well, let's just get right to it. Bruce in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Bruce.
2: Hi, Joe. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, solar and wind power versus nuclear. Uh Uh-huh. And the the reason I I came about this is because a gentleman who was advocating nuclear power uh, I heard about, Dr. Patrick Moore. He was the co-founder of Greenpeace many years ago. Uh And he wrote a book called Confessions of a Greenpeace Dropout, a Sensible Environmentalist. And he's advocating the, the, the nuclear, and I put a reserve on his book uh, from the Whatcom County Library System, and I hope I get it pretty soon because I want to read it. But I was thinking about some of the positives and negatives of solar and wind power. Okay. And, and I, I thought, well, first off, they're, they're inefficient. They don't run all the time. So we're kind of under their control, mm-hmm. and they're they're bulky. They're 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 big. They're huge. They're like a they're a, a a big thing on the roof, or or they're a big pole with wings on it out in the field. Uh huh. And they're 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 short lived. They aren't they aren't a long lived uh, um, piece of machinery. They they are fairly short lived, and uh, because of that, they're expensive. Uh-huh. They aren't cheap, and I I think they're a fad. I think they're a simple fad. Yes. And nuclear, its its distribution infrastructure is already in place. Uh, it'll meet demand whenever it's called on to to do it. It's a good investment because it, it, it's a long-term thing. It's, it's been used in Europe, in France particularly, for decades. And never any problems. Now, there, there, there it, it is safe, but there have been a couple of nuclear incidents with these power plants, one in Japan and in Chernobyl, of course. Wow. But uh, those... Now they've they've investigated them, and the the current uh, uh, use of them in the United States is sporadic, but it is used in in the us. but uh the new de- designs are much safer
1: uh-huh well and, and, I, uh, and you know, I mean and and you know that Patrick Moore, I interviewed him actually, boy, it's been years um i think i i might have been 15 years ago or more that i that i interviewed him when he was and he was advocating this back then saying that we need yeah. to we need to take drastic steps to deal with climate change and he is who you say he is he was one of the founders of Greenpeace and um he's been advocating nuclear energy as uh, as at least one of the um one of the sources of energy that could help us uh, deal with climate change I don't think that's totally crazy, although I think we have to go into, you know, expand nuclear energy with the understanding that it does have the potential to have some pretty d- d- devastating uh, consequences if there are accidents. I mean, you look at Fukushima, you look at Chernobyl and this, and this, you know, whole, course, yeah. huge areas that are basically uninhabitable and um, that because of these accidents and, and those are. They're relatively few, but we had the scare with Three Mile Island back in the late seventies, and we have to just understand that this is the potential end. Plus, then we it creates all this nuclear waste. Then we still haven't come to grips with what to do with that. And um, well, they they are working on that. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And also,
2: Doctor Moore mentioned in a short uh, YouTube video that I watched on him. He mentioned that. Uh, back in 2015, which was when this video was produced, he mentioned that there was no correlation in his studies from many, 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 many years back between CO2 and temperature.
1: I, I have not uh, seen that. That's what Patrick he, Moore was saying? Yes. Well, then, why is he concerned about about getting us on onto nuclear to avoid uh, greenhouse gas emissions? Because, and he's not a climate scientist, regardless of his involvement with uh, with uh, Greenpeace or any environmental groups. I mean, environmental scientists say, you know, climate scientists say that the the the, the proof is in the pudding that uh, you know CO two is a is a a climate or greenhouse gas. It holds. It holds the sun's heat in uh, into the uh, atmosphere, and it, and the greater well, concentration, he, the more it will do that. But
2: well, he he does believe that, but not uh-huh. to the extreme view that is being promoted at this
1: time. Okay. All right. All right, Bruce. Well, okay. All right. Appreciate your call. Thanks. All right. Bye. You bet. Let's go to uh, Chuck up in Custer. Hey, Chuck.
3: Hey, Joe. Long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good to have you. Uh, yeah, I just called to eat a little crow because I uh, um, got all hyped up on Gino Smith after their opening day deal, and uh-huh. he kind of <laughs> settled down a little bit, but what I really wanted to talk about was uh, this Aaron Judge guy, uh-huh. he's a monster, yeah. and um, everybody's, uh, a lot of the talk around the neighborhood is, oh, you know, he's got the, he's going to get the real home run record. Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa were doing the juice or whatever back in the day. But I just want to remind people that those pitchers that were thrown to those guys were doing the juice also. So I still, I'm in the camp that Barry Bonds is the home run leader
1: I guess, you know what, I was thinking, I was kind of in the the thought of that, well, weren't they doing something that was against league rules? So weren't they, in essence, cheating? So, I mean, but then I was listening to, uh, you know, Mike Greenberg, he does a show midday over on KPUG today, and he said basically what you're saying, that... What fifty percent, or it's estimated maybe fifty percent of major leaguers were were yeah. doing these, you know, were juicing or right, you know, taking, and, and a lot of them
3: were just doing it to recover from injury and stuff like that, yeah. and um, oh, I, I'll, I'll I'll give you a page out of my playbook. It ain't cheating if you don't get caught.
1: Yeah, true. I I guess. <laughs> But you know, I mean, you think about Lance Lance Armstrong, and you know, he just was stripped yeah, of all his titles. I, and here's this guy who, you know, and then we found others who had been cheating. You know, other cyclists who had been cheating, yeah. and it just, it just so taints the. the, the uh, I,
3: I just, uh, I think there should not be an asterisk by any of those guys' names. And uh, this yeah. guy Aaron Judge, man, he's. <laughs> He's a gorilla. He's going to. He is, yeah. He, 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 he might even go on a tear here and break Barry Bonds' record here. He, what, he, 12 runs away?
1: Well, he, yeah, that'd that be quite the feat to do that in, yeah. what, seven games or six well, or seven yeah. games they've got left, but we'll see. You never yeah, know. Yeah,
3: okay, but, yeah, I'm just, uh, I, you know, I am so fed up with politics and all the fighting and the backlashing and all the negativity and all the hate. And stuff going on, so um, I'm much happier not listening to that crap anymore.
1: All right, Chuck. That's, All right. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, whatever keeps your blood pressure low. I <laughs> yeah. I, I, su- okay. I suggest it. Okay. Good. Thank, good to hear from you, man. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, we got a couple of minutes. Let's go to our friend Tim and Everson. Hi, Tim.
4: Hi, Joe. Hey, I got a request for you. Okay. Uh, at the at the top of the hour, I. I hear they found a like 17,000 fentanyl pills here in the county.
5: Yeah. And like a
4: 1.7 million deal and, and very little details, but it seems like, you know, it was only two, three weeks ago. We had that math found up there in Blaine. That was like $1.6 million worth of math and in a Hummer.
5: Uh-huh.
4: And we've, We've heard nothing about that, and and I think we should know more about that. I mean, it was in a vehicle. They found the vehicle. It was a Hummer. I'm sure it had license plates. I'm sure it had a VIN number. Maybe both of those were deleted. But then you can find other ways to track that vehicle because the engines are worth a lot, and they have those inscribed. And it's like we've heard nothing about where these drugs are coming from. Who's responsible? And and I know your resources are limited, but you are a news station. And and even if you could, you know, email your contacts and say, you know, we have people requesting more information from where these drugs are coming from and who is responsible, I think I think that would be a very responsible and helpful thing to the community.
1: Okay. Well we'll do what we can and we can only pass along what will what we're what we're told by uh Those authorities and sometimes they'll withhold information to if it's a if it's a continuing investigation, investigation. that sort of thing. Yeah. But which I suspect maybe this fentanyl discovery, uh, the seizure they made yesterday. Now, they haven't announced that they've made any arrests. And so, yeah, we don't we don't have a whole lot of information on that. But we'll see what we can find out for sure. Okay, thank you very much. All right. You bet. Thanks, Tim. All right, and uh, we go to John in Ferndale. Hi, John.
6: Hey, Joe. Yeah, uh, I just want to thank Tim uh, because fentanyl is so scary. One pill can kill. One and you're done. I mean, there's all these cases of uh, people who have had, like, like, young people who had, like, maybe a sports injury or something, and they, 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 they took the prescribed medication, the pain went away then you get re-injured and then you got your friend who has an app on his phone oh i know a guy who knows a guy he he, he can get you that same prescription pill for and it's not that prescription pill it's got fentanyl uh-huh. and the kid is dead and it just it, like you uh did a great interview with some grieving parents and a recovered addict and i mean uh, attorney general uh uh garland had a uh uh news conference on rainbow colored uh fentanyl pills yes. and it's 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 like it it's like an attack
2: it is an attack
6: on our country it is an attack uh because no one is prescribed a, a green fentanyl yeah so um i i just wanted to uh uh like talk about the the war in, in in Ukraine, how badly it's going for Russia. I mean, my goodness, I don't know if you've been uh, keeping up on it, but uh, I I monitor the Russian communications uh-huh. and uh, watch their shows, and uh, my goodness, the they're they're calling up people in their sixties. To go fight this war, they're they're sending like ethnic people from Chechnya and, and different different places, right? And these people aren't having it. I mean, like some of the the the, the Russian mothers and 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 wives. I mean, it's it's just uh, Putin has bitten off more than he can chew. Yeah, and I I was listening to General Petraeus talk about. Oh, well, you know, yeah, he's going to threaten using using nukes or a a nuke or whatever. Uh, But as soon as he does it, Russia becomes a permanent international pariah and Putin knows it. So, uh, yeah, so just some fantastic news. I mean, it's good because I want to see the war ended with the least amount of life lost as possible. You know, and not sent into that meat grinder. And it's, it's just amazing to, to see. Well, I mean, they live in a different system. People criticize them. Well, they should have spoke up before. And, and oh, sure, now they're running for the exits. Well, it's like, you know, to live in, in, in Putin's Russia, you can't speak out. You yeah. can't demonstrate, you know. You you lose your job, and then they'll they'll go after your family members. Why? Because you know that's the kind of system they are. And uh, right. but yeah, I, right. I just I just hope Putin is replaced soon. But um, and I'll leave you with with this. It's very disturbing to hear conservatives like Tucker Carlson and cast of characters praising this fascist that just got elected in 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 italy maloney Mm. Uh, this this you know she's like she's literally in the party that benito mussolini founded and like uh, mussolini's granddaughter is 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 a big fascist too and they're you know just to, to to see this uh this 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 relationship with people like Viktor Orban, who's another fascist. You know, it, it, it's it's very scary. And, uh, you know, I, I just okay. hope that America turns away from this stuff and returns to the representative democracy that we all love so so much.
1: All right, John. Thanks for your call. Thanks for your thoughts. And we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. Quick break. Back with more here on KGMI Connects.
7: Airtech Heating is a premier Lennox dealer, celebrating 3 decades of serving our community. They'll install the perfect system to keep you warm all winter long. As a premier Lennox dealer, whether you need maintenance or a new furnace, heat pump, ductless heating system, or a new gas fireplace, you can always count on the experts at Airtech Heating to give you an honest estimate on the best system for your home. Call Airtech Heating today at 734-5010 and online at airtechheat.net.
8: Hi, I'm Lorraine from Lorraine's Window Coverings. We offer our clients the best of both worlds, a store full of the latest affordable Graber products, including remote control options. And then we come to you with just the right samples and our professional installers do the rest. We're a family-owned and operated business that's been serving our community for over 25 years. We always strive to go above and beyond to make sure our customers are as happy as this recent reviewer.
9: We had a wonderful experience. Our consultant came to our house, took measurements, and made recommendations based on our needs. Once approved, we were given a timeline, which was spot on. Installation was scheduled, and the installers arrived on time and worked efficiently. The price was reasonable, and the outcome was even better than we expected.
7: Need window treatments? Check out Lorraine's Window Coverings online, and then just call 738-8175. Call Lorraine for your new blind. Lorraine's Window Coverings in Bakerview Square.
8: If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans, to go with your Medicare? Give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrant USA. If you have lost or are losing your group insurance and need assistance finding health insurance for you and your family, or if you're planning to retire soon and have questions on the cost and coverage of Medicare plans available in your area, the agents at Vibrant USA are here to help. There is never a charge for our services, so call now 866-733-5111. You need a job? Go to HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is a hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. Just go to HireMeWa.com now for the latest openings. You can apply right there. Don't see what you want? Post your resume and let prospective employers find you. HireMeWa.com, the go-to job board for Northwest Washington. Sponsored by Bellingham Cold Storage. Earn a $2,000 signing bonus plus competitive pay. Multiple jobs available now at BCS in Bellingham. See HireMeWA.com for details and apply today.
9: Hey, Ross here from LFS Marine Outdoor. September is here, which means another exciting month of Captain's Compass. This month's theme is winterization. The hot buys for this month are Sierra Engine Oils, Gaframo True North High Performance Heaters, Prime Guard RV and Marine Antifreeze, StarTron Enzyme Fuel Treatment, Starbright no damp dehumidifier systems and all sierra oil filters hope to see you in the store this month also you can check out captain's compass on our website at gotomarine.com slash captain's compass
0: we're taking your calls live on kgmi connects 360-676-5464
1: Joining us here on this Thursday, we do want to hear from you. Whatever's on your mind, that's the whole theme of our show here. Or whatever your take is on it. And uh, our caller John was talking about um, Russia and the, the war in Ukraine. And it reminded me of a story I just saw just today or yesterday. But Edward Snowden, remember that guy, uh, who is the uh, whistleblower, the uh, NSA uh, contractor who uh, exposed uh, classified information, classified secrets back in 2013 and then fled off to Russia. And uh, and I I was reading where uh, he would be by his age and he's becoming a the reason he was back in the news is he's uh he's becoming a russian citizen and he's going to maintain apparently his uh his us citizenship uh but he's becoming a citizen of of russia and um the article referred to whether or not he would be eligible to be called up into the armed forces to fight there in ukraine apparently he hasn't been a member of the Russian armed forces in the past. So he's not in line to be conscripted and, and uh, forced to get back (laughs) go back to action sent there to the Ukraine front. Um, but here's a guy who thought, I mean, whatever you think of his motives and, and what he did, um, as far as exposing secrets, because our government isn't perfect by any means and does nefarious things and probably some kind of awful things, things that most of us would find to be pretty distasteful. But uh, here he's run off to Russia, which has embraced him. and I see the guy as not having any integrity at all. If he did really want to Show that uh, you know to, to stand up for what he did. Then I think he would come back, face the music, and and plead his case and say, "This is why I did this," and then take his lumps. But no, he's going to live uh, in the lap of luxury, apparently there, or very comfortably in Russia, which I think we have seen the true the true colors of that country and its leadership, and uh, what that country does, as it we've seen that people have have protesters have been killed in the streets as they've uh, had the the audacity the gall to speak out against uh, Putin's war in Ukraine and uh so what a wonderful country that is that he's embraced that has taken him in and uh i'm sure that country has just a, a gleaming uh pristine pure uh record on its uh its foreign relations and how it's conducted itself in its foreign affairs so there's Edward Snowden for you, and uh, I'm sure he'll continue to appear on, on uh, in 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 uh, forums and that sort of thing about uh, you know open information and 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 open society and exposing government secrets. But I don't think we'll see him exposing any secrets from Russia uh, because he would be swiftly killed. But um, there you have uh, Edward Snowden, uh, not a person that I, I think. Uh, Deserves to be exalted in any way, shape, or form. I think he's uh, just, you know, pretty despicable. Uh, but uh, you know, if, if you believe in your cause, come back and uh, and take your lumps. And, uh, and plead your case and tell the American people and the world why what you did was so righteous. Three six zero six seven six five four six four. back in a moment on KGMI Connects. My name is Marcus Fierta, and I manage a small business here in Whatcom County called Western Solar. Every day I see firsthand the impact good jobs have on the lives of people. Sharon Shoemake is an economist and a mom who brings practical, real-life experience to the state senate.
8: I became an economist to help people. Now I'm running for state senate to fix our broken housing market, create jobs, lower taxes on working people, and build an economy that works for everyone
7: paid for by people for sharing, Democrat.
8: Port. Hurricane Ian has left
0: parts of Florida in shambles. CBS's Omar Villafranca is in Port Charlotte.
7: We've seen downed trees. Obviously, they have no electricity. Some of these trees that have been here for a while uh, snapped in half. We've seen some of them that were pretty big. But with all the rain that came, it really soaked the ground. And then with the wind, it was easy to knock over.
0: Storm watches and warnings have now been issued in Georgia and the Carolinas as Ian pushes north. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster. The
2: biggest variable is, is human reaction, is people failing to take the necessary precautions. That's the real danger.
0: But Ian is much milder now. CBS News meteorologist David Parkinson is tracking it. This storm still has a lot of problems because if you take a look at where the storm is around landfall time, all of this water is moving in not just to the Carolina coast in South Carolina, but into North Carolina and even into portions of the Outer Banks as well. CBS News Special Report. I'm Monica Ricks. The City
7: of Bellingham and their partner agencies are committed to protecting mobility for all on our city's streets. This fall, please make a commitment to avoid distracted driving and travel with care to protect the students, pedestrians and cyclists that are sharing the streets with you.
9: When my kids leave for school each day, I remind them to be safe, to look both ways before crossing the street, to cross at crosswalks. But they're kids, and I know they can make mistakes. That's why I'm thankful for all the drivers who set aside distractions, respect the speed limit, and look out for pedestrians, especially the little ones. You make Bellingham even better when you
2: travel with care.
7: Learn more about Bellingham's Travel with Care campaign by visiting the City of Bellingham online at cob.org and search for protecting mobility for all. Together with your help, we can keep everyone on our city streets safe. Going back to work, back to school, or back to parties? This is the perfect time to get boosted. Fall is here, and that means people heading back indoors for in-person events, meetings, and more. That also means more exposure to COVID-19 and other diseases. Vaccination boosts the body's natural defenses against disease and helps protect you from serious illness. Now is a great time to get your booster, or your first dose if you haven't already. The new booster shots target the Omicron variant of COVID-19, which spreads even easier than the original virus. While you're at it, talk to your healthcare provider about whether your family is up to date with routine immunizations. This fall, vaccinate and stay up to date. Visit Watcomcounty.us forward slash COVIDVaccine to find a covid vaccine clinic in your area you can also learn more about other vaccines you might need at whatcomcounty.us forward slash immunizations a message from the whatcom
0: county health department the latest local news and important topics of the day from the west mechanical studio
1: a properly operating furnace will guarantee that you stay comfortable as the seasons change contact west mechanical heating air conditioning and electric for a system inspection today at westmechanical.net.
0: Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks
1: for joining us here on this Thursday and hope to hear from you whatever's on your mind. That's what our program is all about. And uh, one of our earlier callers today was talking about energy, and he was talking about uh, nuclear energy and how it could—it's uh, it sh- better than solar and and wind. How did he call those fads? And I, I would say that uh, solar and wind energy hardly fads. I think we're just at the kind of the very infantile stages of learning how to exploit them, how to, how to create energy from sunlight or energy, usable energy. We all, you know, just enjoy the warmth of the sun, but uh, how can we convert the, the sun and uh, light energy or the light energy from the sun into uh, power that we can use? We're kind of in the, the very early stages of that and uh, wind energy too. I mean, we've talked about... Uh, energy using that obviously we use uh we use water the weight of water in uh, the hydroelectric dams we've learned how to do that well but what about just using the water how it moves through even like like the puget sound and back and forth and it seems like that should be uh exploitable that we could uh, produce power that way but um Well, we'll, it'll improve, I think, as uh, we've seen just uh, electric cars, for instance. Um, Just the the technology there uh, improve exponentially just in a matter of a few short years. As far as uh, batteries, uh, the distance that vehicles can travel. It wasn't that long ago, it seems, that the Nissan LEAF came out. And what could it go? Maybe do 70 miles before it needed a charge. And now most EVs will go 200 plus miles, some over 300 miles and, uh, before they need a full charge and or on a field full charge rather. But, uh, and we, I've got, a, there's a promo running for this program where a caller said, yeah, there's no such thing as an emission free vehicle. And that's true. And, uh, I happened upon this article, how much emissions do electric cars produce? And this is from usafacts.org, It's a, uh, Nonprofit, nonpartisan fact finding. It goes through. It calls through government uh, government data and uh, on these different issues. Well, uh, just looking at uh, how much emissions that uh, electric cars produce, and um, this article looked at uh, this or USAFacts.org looked at uh, emissions really in a couple of ways. One, uh, they said, um, uh, well, we well to wheel emissions, and that would consider tailpipe emissions and all emissions coming from the production processing and distribution of the fuel or electricity needed to operate a vehicle. So that's one uh, one uh, category of emissions, I guess, that they examined, and uh, they found that um, This is in general because it varies by state, but the average gas-powered car creates close to three times as much emissions as the average all-electric car every year. This, once again, is the production of the gasoline and the burning of it as opposed to the production of the electricity and the use of it in an electric car. So uh, it says the average electric all-electric vehicle will produce little over – 3,900 pounds of emissions in an average year. Uh, the electricity used to basically to, to power it. Uh, emissions from plug-in and hybrid vehicles. Well, plug-in hybrid, uh, 5.8 thousand pounds. Hybrid vehicles, 6.3 thousand pounds. So about 6,300 pounds of emissions. Your average gasoline vehicle, 11 thousand pounds of emissions every year so uh, but then this it does vary by state and we here in Washington actually largely because of uh, uh, our reliance to a good degree on uh, hydroelectric power uh, we uh, I guess you are about the lowest as far as almost the lowest of all 50 states as far as uh, emissions per all-electric vehicle. Here, in uh, if you've got an all-electric vehicle, you're producing about 940 pounds of emissions every year. So that would be a, as opposed to 11,400 pounds of emissions if you're driving an average gasoline vehicle. Um, now, when you look at... Um, those, those emissions do go up when you look at the life cycle emissions produced by an electric vehicle. Then they about double, and that includes the production of the vehicle. Uh, about 9% of life cycle emissions come from making the vehicles themselves. Um, so there we have that. Uh, Let's see. While all electric vehicles produce less than half as much life cycle emissions, about 35 percent of total greenhouse gas emissions for all electric vehicles are from either the battery manufacturing process or the manufacturing of the cars. This is due to the higher amounts of greenhouse gases created while mining for lithium needed for the batteries in all electric vehicles. The remaining 65 percent of emissions are from electricity production. So that gives you an idea. So if we say if we. Immediately went, and that would never happen. But if we immediately switched from all gasoline vehicles to all electric vehicles, total emissions would be basically cut down to a third from our transportation system. I and mean, it's a just to give you a sense of uh, what we'd be looking at. But uh, let's go to uh, Rich in Ferndale. Hey, Rich.
9: Hi, Joe. How's it going?
1: I'm doing well. Doing well.
9: I heard you talking about the emissions for the cars, you know, uh, electric versus gasoline. And Uh they come up with these pounds, pounds of pollution. I mean, it's air and it floats. So how does it have pounds? I've never really understood that. You know, gasoline has weight. It's 7 point something pounds per gallon. Uh So if you have a 20 gallon tank and you fill it once a week, that's uh, 140 pounds a week of raw fuel. So I don't know how they come up with this 3,000-something pounds of emissions when it, it floats in the air. It has no weight
1: well, unless they're does, converting it,
9: it into something else.
1: But it does have weight. The gravity holds the atmosphere to the planet, and so the atmosphere, air air is not weightless. Air does have weight. It's just it's can so— Can you weigh it? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you can put it on a scale and weigh it, but— Atmosphere but, uh,
9: pressure, I believe, is 15 PSI
1: right and that, 15
9: pounds of pressure
1: and that Roughly i think 15 is, to
9: 17 or right. something like that
1: and that's a combination of the weight of the of the air i as i understand it and the 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 force of gravity that's keeping it held to the ground but are talking the, about
9: the weight of the air that comes out the tailpipe so there
1: uh-huh but see, it can be figured. Air. See, the density, the air, air, and, and CO two or greenhouse gases. They're these are gases, so gases are much much less dense, obviously than right. than solid mass. So, but it can be calculated. It's spread over, obviously, a, a huge area. But well, what the, the, the weight can be is, calculated.
9: Right? Can they calculate or estimate the average weight of all gases on Earth? How much atmosphere does this planet have bearing down on it? Like how many? Probably a bigger word than trillion tons of. They
1: probably of, can. Of yeah.
9: Nitrogen, oxygen, because we have nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon dioxide. Right? Three elements uh, in our atmosphere, mostly nitrogen, and then twenty percent oxygen, and then three or four percent CO two, something like that.
1: Yeah, something <laughs> like that.
9: They make it sound really horrible, but it's, it's a gas and it's air. And then you, when you compare that to forest fires, I'm just so amazed. Wildfires and forest fires, horrific events that stench up the continent for, I don't know, six weeks, eight weeks. Was it a couple of years ago? The smoke made it from eastern Washington all the way to New York.
5: Uh-huh.
9: And it was, it was just horrible. And yet after a couple months' time, it's gone. Like where did it go?
1: well it's not all gone the soot the soot eventually because it's it's a particulate and it eventually will settle out uh, and it's it because it's made up the smoke and what's you know emissions even emissions from a tailpipe are are made up of different obviously different different compounds and different elements and so different things happen to them so not you know what what a forest fire emits doesn't completely disappear some of it stays suspended in the atmosphere. The carbon, well, uh, I you know, I don't know the percentage of the carbon that stays suspended, if it all stays the suspended, but the, the actual North, smoke well, plants itself. Convert
9: carbon into oxygen. So the carbon does get converted to oxygen by plants. That's why they love trees, right? Because they, they're converting that carbon back to oxygen, uh-huh. CO2. Yeah. Now, I remember my dad telling me he grew up in California in the 60s, and the, their air pollution was very bad. In those days in like LA and the big cities. Uh-huh. And that's this is before emissions, right? This is pre 1973 when the first emissions laws came out for cars. And you'd have horrific smog and it just terrible for people to breathe. And we have right. all these laws over the last decades. And now our air is pretty clean. Like if you look at Northwest Clean Air Agency info for our area, the only times we have bad air is when there's wildfires. Like, mm-hmm air that is bad for our health, according to, I guess, them or maybe the EPA.
1: Right, right. So
9: we've made strides with air pollution. But then about 10 years ago, we decided that carbon dioxide itself was air pollution. You know, stuff that plants need to live and we breathe out, that is technically, uh, EPA said, I think this was like 2009 or so. And oh, yeah, carbon dioxide is bad. It's like, well,
1: oh. no, not that it's bad, but that in an imbalance, that if if it becomes an an, uh, an oh outsized amount in the atmosphere, then it starts to have detrimental effects. It's like you, if you breathe, try to breathe pure oxygen, you know, you're going to and maybe at first it'll be all right, and then pretty soon you're going to keel over because you can't breathe that. You know, it's it's at a it's overwhelming. It's there's too much of a good thing. And um, if our atmosphere is getting overloaded with uh, carbon dioxide, then it moves past that point of being beneficial. Well, it's still beneficial to a degree, but then there's too much to where it starts to hold in the, the heat of the of the sun, uh, the sun's radiation well, that hits us. And, and then it warms the planet and causes remember, t- climate disrup- disruption. That's how I, I understand it.
9: I wonder, I remember in school they talked about the dinosaur age, you know, thousands, thousands, thousands of years ago. Uh-huh. And there was more, they speculated there was more carbon then, and that's why the atmosphere was warmer. And that's why they, everything was tropical. Uh-huh. So was there a time where we had much higher carbon content in the air, like in history?
1: I suspect so, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, there were probably other effects, too. Way back then, our Earth was younger and— uh, hadn't cooled as much i don't know i those are good questions definitely There's a lot of yeah. things
9: that's that's the basics is that we we don't know and that's my frustration with science is that they claim that they do know and that they are totally correct on everything and we have to live our life based on what they say even though six months after they have a theory they get proven wrong that's i think that's a lot of the frustration with conservatives and we, we just think that we think we know everything and we just we just don't know everything we, we know very little. We know more than ever, but at the same time, we know very little.
1: Well, but that's and that's their businesses to do that is to figure this stuff out. And I, I hear what you're saying, Rich, and it's, good, business. Interesting it's a interesting conversation. Good word. Thanks a lot. All right. Appreciate Have it. Good day, Joe. You too. We'll take a quick break. Be back with more. And we want to hear from you. 360-676-5464. six, seven, six, five, four, six, four.
6: I'm Marty Mayberry. My grandparents started our Berry Farm in the forties, setting up our family for the future. That's why I support Simon Sevzik for state Senate.
7: He's looking out for Washington's future. I'm Paul Burrell, Commercial Fisherman. Simon Sefcik has already represented the people of Whatcom County in the Senate. We know he won't back down.
8: I'm Debbie Vanderveen. Six generations of my family have lived here, and I want more generations to flourish in Whatcom County. That's why I support Simon Sefcik. The Washington Fraternal Order of Police, Whatcom County Sheriff Bill Elfo, Laborers Union 292, and many more elected officials all endorse Simon Sefzik for State Senate.
7: I'm Senator Simon Sefzik. Whatcom County is my home, and I'm asking you to send me back to Olympia where I can stand up and fight for you.
9: He's fighting for our future and for our families.
8: Simon Sefzik is fighting for us. Paid for by Simon for Senate Republican.
7: Dewey Griffin Subaru is driven by one simple concept. If we all give a little, we'll all have a lot kindness care and safety have never been more important that's why subaru and the team at dewey griffin are doing their part to keep you and your loved ones safe while driving need a new subaru stop by dewey and learn about special ordering locally to get all the options you want and supporting a dealership that supports our community dewey griffin subaru community-minded community-driven and the only subaru certified tire and service center in the county
2: covid19 has tested our communities in unthinkable ways in the face of crisis Puget Sound Energy has given over $18 million in bill assistance to customers impacted by the pandemic, and together with PSC Foundation, gave $4 million in community grants for COVID relief. All the while, PSC continues to lead on clean energy, with a goal to reach beyond net zero carbon emissions by 2045. It's part of our commitment to doing what's right for customers and communities. Together we're creating a clean energy future for all. Learn more at psc.com slash together. The whole goal
9: of preventative maintenance is to prevent problems. If you're gonna have a program like that, you better be on it. You better be well-trained, have good people, communicate well, and do the job right. If you're not diving into that equipment and actually cleaning it, if you're just doing a surface clean, that's doing nothing for the client. And that's not what we do. You know, traditional gas furnaces What people are used to is they just run in the background, they run for 30 years. But you know, they are not going to last 40 years anymore. There's safety standards in place. We're meeting incredible efficiency ratings. And with that, there's some compromise, and the compromise is they need to be maintained. And if they're maintained, they're a great machine.
7: Thorough maintenance on any unit at Mars Heating and Air Conditioning. Educating customers since 1965.
8: If you are looking for individual health insurance or health and party drug plans to go with your Medicare, give us a call. Hi, this is Marcia Neal from Vibrant USA. If you have lost or are losing your group insurance and need assistance finding health insurance for you and your family, or if you're planning to retire soon and have questions on the cost and coverage of Medicare plans available in your area, the agents at Vibrant USA are here to help. There is never a charge for our services, so call now 866 866-
0: 733-5111. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects,
1: 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Thursday. we got a few minutes, and let's go to John in Bellingham. Hi, John.
10: Oh, uh, hello, uh, Joe.
1: Yeah, you want to talk about Aaron, Aaron Judge? Yeah,
10: I just wanted to mention. I'm really old school baseball fan, and I love the statistics, and I love that Judge has done what he's done, and it's really genuine. And because, um, like, I kind of bracket the late '90s there—Sosa, Maguire, Bonds, uh, Clemens—you know—that was a loophole because they didn't have a infrastructure to weed that out. Uh-huh. So you can't discount it. They're legitimate. You have to leave it. But it's
1: just, I just put it in brackets. Yeah.
10: Yeah. And, I, and, you know, I, go, oh, ahead. go ahead.
1: Well, I was just going to say I was listening to Mike Greenberg earlier today over on KPUG, and he, he was saying, uh, you know, he's the national guy, national talk show, uh, sports talk host. And he was saying basically that. He said not that there should be asterisks, but that we should consider these different eras. Like Babe Ruth hit uh, his 60 home runs in an era when I think, what, did they play, 154 games? And Roger Maris did it in 162 games. And so maybe those are different categories. And maybe what happened during the late 90s, early 2000s, maybe that's in, in the that quote-unquote doping era, era, maybe that needs to be its own category, you know? Well,
10: yeah, exactly. Well, 1961, I followed that closely. I was in... Uh I was like 12 years old, and uh, that was the, the first year they had expanded, so there was eight extra games uh-huh. from
1: 50, 154
10: to 162. And it does make a difference. And it's interesting because Aaron Judge tied Babe Ruth. He hit his 61st home run in game number 155 yesterday.
1: Okay, yeah. Mm. So
10: now he is, has, he's legitimately tied who's still the home-run king
1: in uh-huh. baseball. Yeah. yeah.
10: And, and I, that's, I view him as that. And now he's been legitimately tied. And then now, and also, uh, Roger Maris has been legitimately tied at 61. Mm-hmm. So, but not to take away from him, but if you're absolutely correct about the errors, today with all of the technology, we have a game of baseball... I mean, it's incredible. We have these one-inning relievers, and they're so good, like watching uh, Munoz and uh, uh, Swanson and uh, Seawall come in and just, you know, it's incredible. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, John. Well, yeah, I I think it's going to be a good – it's going to be an interesting postseason, and it looks like the Mariners will be part of it.
10: Well, you know what? A.U. Suarez is the core
1: of yeah. our team. It's great to have him back, for sure. All right. Yeah,
10: anyway, thank you,
1: Bob. Thanks, John. Great to hear from you. And uh, real quick, we got a couple of minutes. Let's hear from Ken and Custer. Hi, Ken.
11: Hey. Well, I. you know, you did just remind me, I don't make any judgments on who did steroids and stuff but i know the most credible thing they said was well barry bonds his body changed between 20 and 40 years old uh you're not gonna find a man that didn't i'll tell you the <laughs> truth though <laughs> yeah barry bonds learned somebody was a really good coach and taught him you don't have to swing it if it's not over the plate that's what
3: made Barry Bonds his second half well, of the story.
11: Well, and career. that's true.
1: You know, regardless if they yeah, if yeah, they went it, out of the ballpark, the the, yeah, the, yeah. the bat still had to hit the ball. You know.
11: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As soon as somebody told him, no, you'd have to swing it over your head.
1: Uh huh. Yeah.
10: Make them through it right there.
1: Right. Right. But anyway, <laughs> but you
11: know, yeah. The we're the on these, we do have to remember, like volcanoes produce more carbon dioxide than mankind does every year. And it's buying an unreal amount. The best sequestering we can do is plant them trees and not burn them. So you know,
1: I don't know uh, that volcanoes produce greenhouse gases.
11: Look look it up, but I'll tell you the truth. Yeah, from my paranoid mind, that part you know. (laughs) Look, I'm more worried about the pollution, and I don't want to breathe. You know, all the things that are burned in coal and all that stuff. That's where I come from. But in the back of my mind. The biggest danger we have is we have so much methane underneath the permafrost and stuff that it it could even be an earthquake or a gamma-ray burst. Anything releases that. We're Uh done. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Game over,
1: boys.
11: (laughs) Anyway, and yeah, boy, can uh, I—God, thank God we live in a country like this, because, yeah, I've been listening. They they are—they're conscripting people that are in worse shape than me. Yeah. And, Russia, and and they're signing them up at the border as they're trying to get out. Oh, because they've got quotas. It's like, hey, look at you, here's your enlistment papers. That's, yeah, oh, it's pitiful. in a great country. <laughs> and I agree with you. Snowden had a spine. He had served his time already.
1: Exactly. If he was going to be this, hey, this, right. this shining example. I
11: short on time, and uh, All again, right, Ken. God, I love this show.
1: Bye. Stay Thanks. Good. Thanks, man. And. Appreciate everybody taking part today. Really interesting and uh, varied conversation for sure. And uh, appreciate you joining us. And we'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, same time, same station. And including you here on KGMI Connects.